Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here with a spiritual tune-up on reincarnation. I have visited this before, so check out the archives either in Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, and you'll find a, a whole episode dedicated to reincarnation. But those questions keep popping up. They're a lot of fun. Um, so I thought, hey, let's do 2.0. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer four different questions very briefly on reincarnation the first with first of which is do we keep the same personality when we return well this goes straight to the heart of the question about reincarnation and yes because we're talking about it a second time we do return although let me clear it up reincarnation is so not what we typically think it is because time is an illusion, it's not like there's this linear equation where you pop in and out of the timeline as you grow and evolve forever marching into the future. Time springs from an eternal now. So you could pick your next life in the past or on a different parallel tangent, um, and, and it is not exactly what it seems. Further, to kind of break the mold here, when Mike Dooley goes beyond and decides, you know, hey, I want some more of that action, some more time and space. I think I'm going to come back as, you know, John Doe or maybe Jane Doe because we come back in every shade and form and color and inclination for all the different adventures that are possible for each of these masks that we wear. But if Mike Dooley comes back as Jane Doe and now Mike Dooley lives a life as Jane Doe, is Jane Mike? Is Mike Jane? Aren't there two different unique expressions of the divine now? And yes, there is. So it's not like Mike Dooley comes back as Mike Dooley, as Mike Dooley, as Mike Dooley. So reincarnation, does it exist? It's a yes and a no answer. Yes is closer to the truth, but no, it's not what you've been thinking. Now, to the question I'm answering first, do we keep the same personality? In spite of what I just said, this is not a contradiction. Yes, we essentially keep all that we gathered, all that we learned, skills, trades, uh, talents, things that we were lit up by. This makes who we are, this continuing body of work, metaphysical body, and, and we take it with us. So we very much have a similar, highly similar personality in our so-called subsequent um, incarnations. But 
you can always choose. How do I know these things intuitively? Uh, I've spent a whole lifetime thinking about it. There are some amazing books out there that have confirmed my, my senses. The recommended reading list is at the Facebook link right now under this video. But if you want, you can come back a little bit more creative, a little bit more intellectual, a little bit more left brain, right brain. Um, different aspects you can tweak and pump up in your personality in subsequent uh, incarnations just to uh, add a new angle or tinting to the adventure at hand. But basically, it's still you. Now, you might come back as a female. You might come back as transgender. You might come back as whatever you came back as. It would be a function of your desire to come back in that form for reasons that would be from the highest order of love and that would make sense to you prior to the decision. Um, but you wouldn't be exactly the same. You'd be at the core, you would be the same. Uh, the facade would be different. So that answers question number one. Question number two, if we go back in time and your next lifetime is, you know, uh, during Jurassic Park, do we change the past and does that change the present as we know it? This is a super fun question and it's a really great one. But again, going to the fact that Life does not unfold along a single linear timeline. Right now, just as there are infinite probabilities for your future growth and development as who you are now and as who you may be in subsequent incarnations, there are an infinite number of likely and probable pasts. Past, the past is just what we choose to remember. And or when it comes to choosing lifetimes, it's kind of like a package deal. And you get full knowledge of what you're choosing to buy into for the probabilities that will exist. And in ways I can't comprehend with a brain on a timeline, um, our incarnations may well come with a prefabricated past history, DNA, lineage, ancestors, etc. Here's something that really blew my mind in self-reflection after a really wild dream I had. Sometimes we have dreams that are very much rooted in our present existing life. And we try out different possibilities, have different arguments, learn stuff, grow stuff, bring it back to the here and now. I've had some dreams, and I'm sure you have as well, where they were so wonky that it was not based on this reality. It would be like me being exactly who I am, except I live in um, you know, Cape Town, South Africa. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um, but if I lived in say, Cape Town, South Africa, I wouldn't be exactly as I am right now. I mean, maybe I'd have the same family, maybe not. If I have a dream where I'm living in Cape Town, South Africa, um, and I'm not at some future point in this lifetime, uh, uh, and other parameters like spouse, partner are all different, that tells me that it is a manufactured experience in my mind for lessons and adventures I will have that will enrich this here and now because they are so divergent of one another. Could it be a parallel? In my example, no. Okay, I know about all that stuff. It's none of those things. It's a dream bubble I've created. And I've had several of these dreams 
that came with a built-in memory. Not only was the dream incredibly wonky and impossible based on life as I know it right now, uh, or any derivation thereof, but it had a complete memory of childhood, of earlier experiences, of introspection, of decisions made. And it was just like that dream bubble came with a complete past to give my circumstances in the dream traction and meaning so I could have lessons that it would enrich this lifetime. Well, why not if it's all a holographic experience and these illusions of time and space are, you know, no more than wispy thoughts? Why wouldn't we be able to cart around different memories for different purposes? And so the question is, if we change, have our next lifetime in the past, will that change the past and therefore change the present and therefore change the future? Which past? Which present? Which future? The answer is no, for all practical purposes. Because there's more than one past. There's an infinite number of pasts. Okay. Uh, what's most important is that you understand this lifetime and not let these concepts blow your mind to smithereens, nor make you think that life is too complicated to fully grasp. Your life and your joy today or its absence is completely figure outable. All right. Um, and then the last uh, no, question number three, do we know our upcoming lessons and challenges before our lifetime? Well, sure, we choose them. And if we don't choose them, the only other exception is through misunderstandings that were not resolved in a lifetime. When there's a misunderstanding to truth, it pulls us. We're curious. We know something's not right. We poke it. We criticize. We're drawn to it. People who, who are very racist, just as an example, racist person, they're drawn, they're, they're bothered, they don't like it, they don't like people of color, they don't like people that are white, or they don't like whatever, they're drawn to it. And that fascination, and that displeasure, and that dis-ease that they have will draw these circumstances to them in this lifetime and in their next lifetime. That means that lesson that's unresolved in this lifetime through misunderstanding will reappear because they manifested it because they were dwelling on it in this lifetime to bring it about in the next lifetime. That and or we specifically choose, I want to have more courage. I want to feel more love. I want to be more creative. I want to set myself up so that I can soar like I have never soared before. So you pick challenges and lessons. Question number four. Can we program our next lifetime? There'd be no point in that because it's all about here and now. And the next lifetime is the next lifetime. And it's not, it's, it, it's another realm. It's another dimension. Um, by the time you finish this lifetime, you're going to be so much wiser that whatever you thought you wanted for your next lifetime, you know, 10, 30, 50 years from today might be totally different. So we, we do unwittingly set up the next lifetime by the loves and the adventures and the confusion and the conflicts of this lifetime. So in a way, unintentionally, we are always programming the next lifetime. But to do that intentionally, why, why, uh, maybe I don't understand the context of that question, but why, why bother 
Just rock this lifetime and all other lifetimes will take care of themselves. Again, this whole discussion is almost fatally flawed because it's based on timelines and references of a next lifetime, last lifetime. They're all happening simultaneously in a way I cannot comprehend. Yet, that doesn't mean we can't dabble there and be enlightened, have traction, realize that the miracles abound, realize that we are eternal beings, realize that we are of God, pushed on to greatness every day, and thereby be more likely to rock and roll in this lifetime, this here and now. This is what matters the most today. Your today is more valuable than 10,000 future lifetimes, nor or more than 10,000 past lifetimes. Don't think if you have a problem in a past lifetime that you've got to work it out here and that you brought it with you. That's a, a way people give their power away. You're not subject to past lifetimes any more than you're subject to your past in this lifetime. Where there were misunderstandings, you're going to have baggage. The moment you have clarity, that baggage dissolves. So you couldn't be more poised for the greatest, happiest times of your life right now in this eternal creation happening in the heart of God. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here, ready for another spiritual tune-up on Reincarnation 3.0. Yesterday was super popular. And then you asked so many more great questions. I think tomorrow there'll be 4.0. I really do. So it's a fun topic. It adds to the spice of life. It speaks to our eternal nature. It speaks to the fact that there's not judgment in the universe, that you do get to come back. Nobody goes to hell because there ain't no such thing. So there's a lot of empowering concepts beneath the notion and the truth and the reality of reincarnation. So let's go there. But as I cautioned yesterday, don't let this be a distraction to your here and now. This lifetime is the only lifetime out of 20,000 lifetimes that's important today. So you master this one, all the others will take care of themselves. Yet you do have permission to dabble in thought with all of these esoteric ideas that surely do reinforce the truth of life's beauty, intricacies, magnificence, and unbounded love. So let me go to some of the questions. I've got eight. I'm just going to try to do um, four of them. Mike, okay, this is one of the most basic questions. And sometimes we skim over it without giving it thought. So I'm glad this one was posted. You know, how can reincarnation exist when you've got population growth? Where are the souls coming from? I think that's everyone's initial reluctance to believe in reincarnation. But of course, it doesn't take into account what I shared yesterday, the fact that life is happening in a spontaneous, eternal now. And it's only our physical senses that lie to us and tell us that we go on this singular timeline before, during, after. And if that was the case, a singular timeline, um, so many concepts wouldn't work with regard to the nature of reality. Uh, reincarnation is one of them. Uh, it also implies, that question implies, that the only other place to be other than 
planet Earth on this active timeline, the only timeline implied, is to be, you know, in heaven or in between lifetimes. And you're either there or you're here. And um, it also implies that, you know, once you die, you got to come back immediately. A, a lot of things are presumed that are not the case. There are an infinite number of timelines that are all happening simultaneously. There are millions and millions of other planets in the physical universe, millions plural, that host conscious life similar to the human experience. Okay, not just, you know, mold and algae, not just plants and spiders, but, but human beings or some derivation thereof where they are creating their reality with the thoughts they choose to think. Millions. Okay, so you could have a lifetime here and then take off 7 trillion years and then have a bunch of lifetimes on Brohashka and then take off a minute and then come back to the Stone Age on planet Earth. And then the question, what about parallel universes? There are an infinite number for this timeline in this planet. And then there's millions of planets. Let, let it blow your mind, okay? Because that's how grand and mind-boggling reality is but don't let it distract you from the simplicity of enjoying your life here and now so i hope i answered the question as to you know what about soul population population growth um the question implies too many things that that are not relevant that are not real that are not true so the second question i have um what happens if you don't want to come back? Again, we cannot help but ask fatally flawed questions when our brain is wired to a timeline because we think everything is like uh, before, during, and after. So this question implies, you know, when this life is done, I'm going to receive a menu that says, would you like to go back? What would you like to be, male or female? Uh, what century would you like to be born on? What planet would you like? You know, it doesn't happen sequentially like that. So the whole question is kind of broken. Yet, if it did happen like that, and it doesn't, but there's half-truths there, and you didn't want to come back, then you don't come back. You do not come back. You go where you want to go. But... It's all happening simultaneously. And so, as I wrote in my book, The Top 10 Things Dead People Want to Tell You, um, it's like you at a soul level decided, do I want to take the great plunge, the, the ultimate adventure into reality creation by emerging myself into the illusions of time, space, and matter? Yes or no? Most ethereal beings, most souls say, hell no way too scary can i mean you're in the lap of luxury garden of eden everything you want forever and ever is yours why would you go there and forget that you're of god by god pure god well there's a lot of adventurous souls who say hell to the yes and here we are um and that yes in a very real sense put you into ten thousand lifetimes each one of those lifetimes thinks it's unfolding on a linear timeline before, during, and after. And each one of those lifetimes adds to the other lifetimes, enriches the other experiences. Each lifetime is like a leaf on a tree. 
Okay, the tree is the soul. The leaves are our incarnations. Which, which leaf came first? They all came first. But when one soaks up a lot of nourishment from the sun or the rain or whatever, it helps the entire tree. And the entire tree helps all the other leaves. That's far closer to reality than how we deem it to be with our brains wired to time and space. So you see, if you were a leaf on a tree and, and it was time to fall off, um, there would never be the question, do you want to be another leaf? But I get where the question's coming from. It's the kind of question we all truly wonder when we're wired exclusively to the physical senses. But let me say to you, if you don't want to come back, don't worry. Do not, that, that's just deal with your life here and now. Because there's the potential to be happiness today. And our adventure is to find that. Not to wonder about, do I have to come back another time? Okay, another question. Oh, this is heartbreaker. Reincarnation makes me think this lifetime is the only time we are with the people we want to be with forever. Meaning, as the question went on and on, um, you know, I've fallen in love with my family and I've fallen in love with my circle of friends, but I am getting, I'm beginning to understand that there's reincarnation. I'm beginning to understand that we all go different ways as we grow at different speeds. And when we come back as different people, if I'm not Mike Dooley, who am I going to be? And what about my wife and my daughter? Are they going to be with me? No, they're going to, she's, my wife's going to come back as a man and my daughter's going to come back as um, who knows what. Um, and we're going to lose track of each other. And this is so sacred what we have right now. Oh my gosh, God, the, the, the plan that we're living on right now is so ultra deluxe and you got the the deluxe package i promise you that there is no such thoughts that didn't go attended everything has been thought of ahead of time those you love now are with you forever and ever and ever and ever and if you choose an incarnation without them that doesn't mean you aren't simultaneously also with them because we are simultaneously everywhere. And so while Mike Dooley might come back as Jane Doe in the year, you know, 5050, um, Mike Dooley will still have his own integrity, as will he be, be enriched by Jane Doe in 5050. And Mike Dooley can still hang out with little Rebecca and his wife Marisol, and they with him, and they can go on to other adventures, some of which we may share lifetimes and trade roles. Hey, I'll be the daughter next time and you be the dad. And, and, and in an endless parade of becoming where never is there a goodbye. So if, if you've fallen in love with anybody now, you will love them forever and they will love you forever. Even if they forget that they love you. Even if they, even if they want a divorce, they will love you forever. Even if you separate in this lifetime, you are together forever in ways that would thrill you if you could see the truth. So don't worry about that stuff and don't think that you're stuck with anybody either, okay? Because everyone has security, security. Everyone is safe. Everyone is loved. Everyone has private time. Everyone has private space. Everyone has everything that they want. So it is that good, okay? The mind of God didn't miss a single beat. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley on a Thursday. Reincarnation, 
4.0. Your amazing questions keep pouring in. So I don't even think I'm going to get to all of them. I'm pretty sure tomorrow's going to be 5.0. And then because other great questions keep showing up, thanks to you, Monday I will move on and maybe in a month or two I'll do 6.0. So here we are. If something comes to mind as I answer these questions, put it down below. Maybe it'll be a better question than those now waiting on deck. So today's first question pertaining to reincarnation. Is karma why we get the parents we are born to? Or does it explain the lessons we decide we want to learn? I've talked about karma before in earlier spiritual tune-ups, but it's worth mentioning again. Karma is not an absolute law. Huge misunderstanding. Don't throw your power away. Karma is a very consistent um, phenomenon. We see it all the time. What goes around comes around, sure as can be. But it's usually misunderstood to such a degree that if you have one demerit, then you must be demerited against either in this lifetime or the next lifetime. And if that was absolute, it would get in the way of your thoughts becoming things. It couldn't say, believe and ye shall receive. It would have to be, believe and ye shall receive as long as your karma is okay. There's no caveat. If you change your elevation, if you live in greater truth, your behavior changes. And in that moment that you have this degree more of enlightenment. You are off the karmic wheel that you were on before, no matter what the score was. It's not a score thing. People think karma is a score thing, and what you do here has to come back in this lifetime or the next lifetime, totally bogus. It's a phenomenon. You can rise above it with truth, okay? Ask bigger questions, have better priorities, live in the light, and your karmic debt is dissolved. So to answer the question now, is it why we get the parents we are born of? No, we choose them. We either choose them because it's really critical and fundamental to the growth we want or the adventure we want in this lifetime, or we're in a hurry and we're like, I just, just give me the first pair of people having a kid because I just want to be on time and space. I know that the Seth material by Jane Roberts says that it is not uncommon for folks on the other side to rush with unpleasant circumstances into their next lifetime. Hey, same kind of mistake we make here, rushing into stuff. And when you die, that does not mean that you are suddenly totally enlightened. You kind of go to an afterlife very similar but with a better view to where you are now. So if you are in the density right now and you believe in good and evil and uh, when you pass, uh, you're not going to be much further along and you're going to be making your next decisions as to where you're going to live based on a lot of misconceptions. We learn, we learn, we take it with us where we go and we come back and we learn more and we learn more and we learn more. So we choose our parents um, for a variety of reasons, good or maybe not so wise. Um, is karma why we choose the lessons we want to learn? Now, again, karma does not play like that. We might stub our toes. We might say, dang, I had so much trouble worrying about money or worrying about relationships or worrying about love. I'd really like to perfect that. What do you got? The guides are forthcoming and we're shown several options as long as we take our time, prepare the way, study, choose wisely, 
we'll learn those lessons. Lessons we chose because we wanted to learn them. Or as I said in two sessions ago, sometimes a huge misunderstanding where you're critical of a political party or you're really overly critical of a culture or a race or anything. That misunderstanding that makes you critical will create this heightened focus on that group that will draw you to that group, maybe even become one of those group members in a near lifetime, a subsequent lifetime, subsequent. Next question, what about spiritual contracts, ancient spiritual contracts? Well, sure enough, just like karma, there's some truth there, a lot of truth there, but they're not absolute. You can rip them up and tear them down and set them aflame or rewrite them on the fly every morning of every day of your life. So no one is bound by a spiritual contract. No one is limited by a spiritual contract. But you may have a lifetime where somebody you know, really made a huge difference for the good. <laughs> And you may feel like, you know, God, I love you so much and you were wonderful. And they're like, oh, I love you so much. It was a pleasure. And you might be like, hey, I see you got some challenges that you're choosing. Um, I'd love to be a lifeline for you the way you were a lifeline for me. You could call that a spiritual contract. But once you get going in your life, if you change your mind, that's not unspiritual. You're like, yeah, I, you know, this is not really what I wanted. And given the love in your heart, you would automatically do the best you could with what you had from where you are. And nobody else's happiness is dependent on you. Don't be so delusional that you think you're that important that somebody can't find happiness without you. So if you need to move on and change the contract or um, postpone it for 10,000 lifetimes, you can do that. And it's perfectly fine. So there is something to spiritual contracts, just not that they bind us or limit us in any way. Number three, are we always with the same group of people each time or is it random? Nothing is ever random in these sacred jungles of time and space. Uh, but from the books I've read and for the common sense that it makes, uh, and I'll tell you more maybe next week about how I know with conviction uh, much of what I know. But um, from books I've read and, and just deductive reasoning and knowing the freedom of life as a conscious creator, um, the answer is both. You may learn really well with a certain group of people and want to come back and back and back and back and just you, you all love each other and it's just like going on vacation to the jungles of time and space every lifetime. Um, some You might do that for a long time and you might say, you know what, next lifetime I'm going to be born in a paradise or a ghetto. Uh, I have different lessons I want to learn that don't resonate with you guys, but you know, we'll be in touch every moment of every day. We're multidimensional beings in more than one place at one time. So it's not like a big separation, goodbye my friends, I'm going to go on my own. It's like, oh man, save the drama for soap operas. You know, in, in reality, that transcends time and space, there's only connection, there's only unity, there's only love in the, in the truest sense. So you may know many people in your life today from lifetimes before, and um, there may have been a few surprises, a few unexpecteds. Um, this is how you make new friends. Next question. Do twin flames reunite in every lifetime? Okay, I've spoken on soulmates uh, on several other spiritual tune-ups. Be sure to check those out, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Um, soulmates do not exist as we typically understand the word. 
usually there's an implication of contract, of duty, of one person that can, can complete you and nobody else can. Usually there's the implication that you will always be incomplete unless you find your twin flame. So none of that is true. It's all very, very romantic. It's a lot of fun. What I'm saying does not negate the fact that you can have true love for life. It does not negate the fact that at a given point in your life, maybe your whole lifetime, there is one person who would be the perfect complement for you. Um, but, but also the possibility that maybe it won't be one person. Also the because of your choice. Also the possibility that there may be 12 people at 12 different chapters in your life that are just the most perfect 12 people in creation for you. So there's infinite freedom there, infinite leeway. And while in the deepest sense, if there's a male, there's a female, you know, and when we descend as God particles and there's kind of a splitting into polarities, you know, I've read that. It makes total sense. The implication is not that you're supposed to get back together with that, that twin spark. That you were together, okay? Now let's go play and we need polarity and we need divergence. And so we're going to kind of, you go this way and I'm going to go that way. And what we learn will enrich the whole. It's not like, and we must find our way back to each other because no one else will complete us the way that you complete me. That's a, a romantic novel and it's very uh, cool, but it's not reality. And you could meet somebody that was your opposite, uh, but it's not supposed to be. It's like, it might happen. It might not happen. They're probably going to be too similar to you for you to really like them. They'll be like, yeah, you are too much like me, man. I can't stand it. Opposites attract. Okay, I'm trying to go through all of these amazing questions. Maybe one more. Can you call on the wisdom and guidance of past lives for help in this life? Oh, yes. What a genius idea. Please do that, everybody. Whatever challenge you're facing, whatever dream you want to realize, be wise enough to go within, ask for guidance, and to shout out to all in my reincarnational tree who have been there before me and prevailed bring it on i need your light i need your love and don't stop there you have access to every single conscious creator that's ever lived will ever live billions upon zillions upon trillions call on anybody and everybody who has ever been through this stuff now your reincarnational tree is a little bit more close and they're probably more likely to get the word than Zog on planet Zenith uh, at the other end of uh, the parallel universe. Um, but you can draw on anybody. In fact, if you know anybody today who's a hero for you, a grandmother or Abraham Lincoln or Mahatma Gandhi, call on them. They can be in more places than one time. If you think of anybody who's passed or anybody who's alive, they will know it. And they will lend to you that which you ask. It's just a matter of you receiving it. So there's resources galore and you absolutely can call on extended reincarnational brothers and sisters who will get you perhaps at this level like no one else could get you uh, to be of service and guidance. I got more great questions. Still animals on deck. Um, discovering who we were in a past life on deck. Uh, and... Uh, Remember, what's most important is this life here and now. All the other stuff is fun and empowering because it speaks of our unlimited, unjudged nature. But what's most important, don't think you got to figure out the past. Figure out here and now and everything else is good to go.
adventurers. Happy Friday. Mike Dooley here. Spiritual tune-up, applied spirituality. Which name do you like better? Spiritual tune-ups or applied spirituality? Either way, today we're continuing our rant on reincarnation. This is 5.0 because you have asked so many questions. I answer your questions that you post below on Facebook or Instagram, so post away. Although I'm going to take a break from the topic of reincarnation since it has consumed most of this week. Um, the questions have been awesome though, that's why we're doing this. And today I've got four great questions for you. Can we discover who we were in a past life? Sure, but generally, given the paramount importance of this life, we usually choose to forget where we were so that we can be who we are. If we were trying to keep track of all of our past lifetimes, or even a few, or even one past lifetime, can you imagine doubling, tripling, quadrupling the drama in your life? That person was really mean to me in the fourth century. That person's a pirate. That person, you know, it would be like unwieldy. And we cleverly, carefully, with unbelievable precision, choose the parameters of every lifetime to get our groove on, to fall in love, to be loved, and to rock these jungles of time and space. So it doesn't matter where you've been from the decision of your, from the highest within you, the decision was made and the course was charted for the probabilities this lifetime would include. So that decision was with the full awareness of everywhere you've been and everything you've done. Okay, so it's already been factored into the equation. You don't need to consciously remember who you were in a past life to rock this life. Zero importance. However, of course, we're all free. We're all unlimited. Um, many people have either just spontaneously remembered some or many past lives or they've done it through uh, hypnosis uh, self-hypnosis, journaling, look, with desire, a real true burning desire, and some creation of a space to go back. I mean, through journaling, through hypnosis, through a dedicated effort, besides just wanting it, you can know all things, all things, uh, including who you were in a past life. Number two, how many lives do we live? Now, this is another fatally flawed question because, again, we want to put everything on a timeline and we want to count it. As I said yesterday in Reincarnation 4.0, it's more like there are leaves on a tree, okay? And perhaps there's several seasons of this tree. The tree is maybe your soul and each leaf is happening simultaneously. I don't think there's a fixed number, but... From some of the deeper books I've read, uh, like the Seth material, Jane Roberts, or Richard Bach, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, and or Illusions, other books that lightly touch on such subjects of the esoteric that otherwise are filled with verifiable, mind-boggling truth, so that you can have some confidence in the esoteric things they share. Um, they say that there's no one number for everybody. Uh, it's about what you learn and how you learn it and how much fun you're having. But generally, it would be in the thousands um, and probably very common 
to be in the tens of thousands of lifetimes. Somebody could live way many more. Um, and Ramtha, dictated by the late, oh no, she's still alive, Jay-Z Knight. Uh, Ramtha, the white book, wow, uh, claims to have lived one life and got it all in one life. But if you're living them all simultaneously, how do you get it all in one life? Because you know, either you dive into 10,000 lives or whatever it is, or you don't. It's a fatally broken question because some things can't be put on a timeline for a concise objective answer. But that doesn't mean we can't approximate the truth. So there's your answer. Does karma play out between the same people who hurt each other or who help each other? Um, maybe, and sometimes. There would be absolutely no requirement uh, or no need for the same people to show up unless they all wanted to keep showing up and they would all have to want. It can't be just one person wants it and the other ones don't, it's not gonna happen. That doesn't mean if you go different ways in your next incarnation that you're not still connected and that you won't love forever, okay? We talked about that yesterday. But I think a big mistake folks make is thinking that, you know, I did you a good one. You know, I did you a favor, whether you know it or not, it's between me and the universe, and I want you to pay me back royally. It's like, you know, that's manipulation. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, will not work. Or, you know, you're a real jerk, and I want to make sure that I'm the one that stabs you in the back next time. Um, no, uh, 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 uh. Look, we're all too big for such juvenile antics. What karma is, I've talked about it in earlier tune-ups. I've also talked about it in, in, in this week several times. It is uh, a reflection of where you are vibrationally. Are, are you base? Are you angry? Are you jealous? Or, you, or are you elevated and at peace and live and let live? As soon as you change what's here, you go up a wheel, if you will, up a level. And... You're off the wheel that you were on, no matter what the score was. And it doesn't matter. So, so basically, you know, if you've done good things, good things, good things, then good things will be happening to you. But it's not a score system and it's not based on a certain person. Same thing of bad thing, bad thing, bad thing happening to you or done by you. Um, it's not a score thing and it's not the same person. So there's much more freedom than that. There are infinite possibilities. You are not beholden on anybody behaving a certain way. Uh, love and adoration and fulfillment can come from infinite possibilities, infinite probabilities, and you're not limited to a certain person waking up and real realizing how amazing you are. Okay, so no, rarely does karma play out between the same two characters. I killed you and now you're going to kill me, or I loved you now you're going to love me. Doesn't happen. As much as we would like to force other people's behavior in certain ways, it doesn't happen. Okay, the last biggie here is animals. I saved it for last. It's a big question. Do animals have souls and do they reincarnate? Like almost all of these answers, they're not yes or no. It's not what you think. Um, a little bit of what I read and a lot of my own life experience and, and the feelings and intuitions that that uh, fuel my own epiphanies um, have led me to the following answer. Uh, props to James Van Prague, who wrote uh, Talking to Heaven. Uh, I know him a bit. He's a great guy and an incredible medium. Um, 
when I lost my dog, uh, my first dog that I had had for so long, I was obliterated and devastated about 15, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I found great comfort in James Van Prague's work. So if you're in grief and about a dog or a person, James Van Prague has some amazing books out there. Um, otherwise, the stuff I got from books, uh, I can't even, couldn't particularly say. My take is this, it depends on the species. And even that is not crystal clear. But dolphins, maybe octopi, um, maybe whales, maybe black bears, uh, and absolutely sentient beings, not of this world, but of this universe on other planets, they all reincarnate. Um, they all are on the, the adventure of consciousness, uh, learning that they are of the divine. They are self-reflecting beings. Most animals, like uh, maybe a cow or a wild dog, probably is not self-reflecting. They don't have that, that drive and that desire the way you and I do that would create worlds, in my view. Whereas a dolphin is so advanced, of course they do, and probably other sentient creatures on this earth that I'm not uh, privy or knowledgeable of uh, also uh, reincarnate because they have so much to learn and they, they, they can experience love in a variety of different ways and creativity and fulfillment and a sense of being part of it all. Many animals have some of that too. Here's what I would say about pets. I would say, I would say most like not dolphins, not people, cows, dogs, raccoons, cardinals, blue jays, eagles. Um, I would say they're definitely eternal beings, but I don't think they reincarnate the way other advanced, not better, but advanced sentient creatures like us reincarnate. Unless, as a pet, they were given so much human love, or dolphin love, uh, or, or higher species love, that it totally uh, disrupted the normal experience of a raccoon or a you know, uh, house cat, to the point that many layers of emotions were created that would not happen in the wild. And many desires of longing and companionship with their owner would bring that consciousness to such a sophisticated level that there would be room and desire for further exploring reality with that same personality, if you will. Definitely a tricky question. Um, I, 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 I stand to be corrected. Um, those are my feelings. Uh, I hope I did them justice. I hope I didn't offend anybody. No creature is superior to another. Whether you're talking about a human being or a raccoon, they're all God particles. They all deserve respect. They're all holy. Um, I can't say what has a soul or not, but as I explained, I think some do reincarnate. Um, oh, Seth said, and I could never deduce this on my own, about uh, reincarnation dictated by the late Jane Roberts, that there is absolutely no such thing as transmigration of souls. People do not become animals. Animals do not become people. Um, that's just a, a total fantasy realm. Um, 
However, Seth did say that a human being or the like could lend a fragment of their consciousness to kind of experience reality from another perspective, perhaps as a tree for a hundred years. Um, you can lend your consciousness out, but that does not mean people become trees. Um, so, and I, I find that to be quite resonant with me, what Seth said, uh, and, that I, and that, that, that there would be no point in coming back as a cow, okay? That's a totally different track. Cows are just as holy and spiritual and godly as us, but it's a totally different track. You're not gonna really, you know, it's just not the same thing. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!